Hello and welcome to Growing Coffee with Gridcoin. Today we'll tell you how to buy a coffee plant, which type of coffee you should get, whether or not you should break them apart, and how to clone. And we'll teach you about the different beans, when to expect flowering, and whether or not you need to pollinate. We'll teach you which corner to put the plant in in your house, northwest, southwest, east, east, east-west. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we'll teach you a little bit about Gridcoin along the way. So the first thing you're going to want to do is buy a pre-seeded coffee plant. You want a sapling. You don't want to try and grow that shit by seed yourself. No, 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 no. That's very difficult. That's for it's for adults. No, no. You want to get yourself a seedling. Now, it will come in a pack of probably like 4 to 12 individual seedlings, but it'll look like one plant. You want to break that shit up. You're not growing 4 to 12 in a single pot that close together. Unless, and I've done this once, and it looks fantastic. You bonsai that. You can wrap them. So coffee plants, if you didn't know, grow fairly quickly. They take a while to mature. But you can wrap them together. Their bark will sort of like, it's kind of like a fraggy bark when it's young. It'll look very pretty. You can kill a couple, get a couple deadwoods in there. And uh, they're very responsive to pruning. So if you prune the top, they'll grow from the bottom and their leaves will shrink by a, um, a high degree. So you'll have very small leaves, a lot of very small leaves on your coffee plants for the short ones. And you can have like one or two sprouting up real tall. Keep those leaves big at the top and prune those bottoms. Ooh, it looks good. Not easy, though. So I would recommend breaking them up. The way you break it up, mm. oh, cheddar cheese is good, is you soak the root ball in water. Really, you should fill a bowl with water and just put the root ball in water uh, and just let the dirt sort of disintegrate. Don't leave it in there for more than like five, ten minutes. but you can play with the dirt, real gentle, gentle, like the massaging, you're massaging the roots. And when you're massaging the roots, you should be thinking to yourself, you know what? If there was a currency that really used science as its basis instead of the banking system, wouldn't that make a little more sense? But don't dwell on it too much. Your head might explode. So you're massaging the dirt and it, it, you're trying to get it out from the roots. And once you get most of the dirt out, you can start to sort of tug on the on the, on the the coffee plants from the outside of your, your big ball that they send you. And, you, you know, you can break a couple roots along the way, but try to keep them mostly intact. Eventually, you'll be able to start separating them. Just keep massaging and pulling and thinking, man, if money just went directly to scientists and science enthusiasts, they would probably use it in more ethic ethically sourced and and just responsible ways than a bank just trying to capitalize on the work of others by doing as little work as possible but you'll eventually get them all separated you're going to want to put them each in their own individual pots uh because coffee does grow very well separated though that bonsai is very pretty if you want to do the bonsai Grow a couple individuals first, and then grow a bonsai. It takes a lot of work, because like I said, it grows very quickly, so you have to trim it probably at least once a month. And it's, you know, if you don't, if you don't like take care while you're trimming it, it'll turn ugly pretty quick. You got to make it nice, clean cuts. You don't want to affect the plant, but you also don't want any nubbly little stubs growing out there. You want to cut it flush, but not too flush. Mm. Oh, what this cheddar cheese stick reminds me of? Just one continuous ledger of information secured by multiple different people from around the world. So if one person disappears, the ledger continues. If one entity vanishes, the ledger continues. And anyone can access that ledger to figure out the information that's on it. Oh, you know what else that reminds me of? Aaron Schwartz. But we'll get back to that in a second. So once you... Ha- okay, this is very important. 
uh, coffee is very finicky with uh, regards to the soil. You're going to want it, it likes water, but it likes to dry out completely. Coffee is a rainforest plant, but it grows in the shade in the rainforest. So it gets drenched and then it drains. Drenched, drain, drenched, drain. So it likes peat moss. It likes something that will retain that water for a little longer than something like a rocket, <laughs> uh, just like um, rock. Right, so you, you want that peat rock soil. You want uh, some peat in there. But it also, it I, oh, I forget, what's acid? Is acid a high pH or a low pH? Because it likes one of them. Uh, so you don't want just plain soil and peat. What the trick is, oh, I've see, I made one big batch of coffee soil because this next lava rock, this next step takes a long time. So I just did it once. Uh, you the, the trick is you get peat. You get soil. Don't get the miracle Grow shit. You fertilize that yourself. You do not get little fertilizer pellets. You get um, pure soil. It can be potting soil mixed with other stuff. You get um, uh, perlite. And then there's one that starts with a V that just escapes me right now. There's two different space creators for soil uh, that you, you throw in the mix just to let it drain a little more. Uh, but then you get lava rocks. And the lava rocks are fucking clutch all right but lava rocks are fairly big they're like landscaping they're beautification sort of tools so you're gonna go out, you can do this inside i suppose but you're gonna go outside that's my advice and grind that shit up sorry go back to sleep dog uh you you hit it with a hammer perlite and vermiculite that's the one thank you thank you you're gonna hit it with a hammer you're gonna get it in a small chunks so you're gonna get as small as you can but not like powder you don't want powder you want little small chunks of lava rock uh, and you're going to mix that into the soil, and that will give you the proper, <laughs> the proper pH throughout the growing process. And then you know you only need to change when you change the soil. You're ended up adding more of that lava rock, uh, which has lost all its properties over the years of watering it. Uh, so really, you never need to change the soil again until you change the pot. Mm. Oh, I'm eating cheese again. I mean, really, it makes me think of Aaron Schwartz again because he got in trouble. For accessing a public ledger, but the public ledger was held by one single entity. So he had to go to that entity to access the ledger, and that entity asked for money. And he was like, no, this is a public ledger, so I'm just going to take all the shit and make it public, <laughs> publicly accessible online. And he got in a lot of trouble for that, kind of started a downward spiral with his life, which is a shame, because he was a very smart guy. He made Reddit, you know? Markdown, that shit. Uh, RSS. So, anyway... If he had, if he just had the technology we had today, he would have just put it on a blockchain. It would have been, you know, everyone would. This cheese stick is representative of the public ledger, where anyone can access the information that's on it. It's stored in many, many different places around the world, so it can never really disappear. It's difficult to make to disappear. But anyway, yes, popcorn-sized chunks of lava rocks. Beat the devil out of it. It's, uh, it's not fun. It's a little fun. After 10 minutes, it's not fun. So make a lot of it in one go or have a child wait like eight or nine years and then have them do it for you. Anyway, the big thing about, um, I almost said growing popcorn, growing coffee. <laughs> the other big thing is that it doesn't like to get repotted often. It likes to get root bound. So you're going to want to put it in a, you have these little sap, uh, saplings. They're small. They're probably like four to eight inches tall, probably only four inches when you get them. 
uh, and you're going to put them in a, a reasonable reasonable size pot. Generally, the size of the plant itself can equal the pot depth, and it's going to be in that pot for quite a while. So really take the time to give it good soil, um, so to get the right mixture going. You know, play around with it. Water just a pot of soil with no plant in it. See how long it takes for it to dry out. Because like I said, coffee likes to dry out, but it doesn't like to stay dry. It wants to, in an ideal situation, there's probably a math uh, term for this type of curve. You want to water it, have the curves uh, shoot up the y-axis, and then um, sort of like tangent curve down to zero. But as soon as it gets to zero, it shoots back up. And then it, it tangents back to zero. Um, so if anyone knows the real term for that, put it in the chat. Anyway. That public ledger concept that was sawtooth, thank you. That's a musical term. Is that the actual math term? Anyway, that public ledger concept that would have given Aaron Schwartz a very, very prolific future if it was around uh, when he first started doing his hijinks. To be clear, the ledger blockchains came out while Schwartz was still around, and he had thoughts on it. Uh, but that is actually tied to the currency concept of, you know, what if... What if currency was just given to scientists and science enthusiasts instead of you know, banks? Oh, my God. Because <laughs> when you think about it, you know, NIH is just a bank. They collect money from many participants, and then they distribute it to different scientists through a loan. The loan has interesting terms to it. You do science and give us the science. It's public. That uh, started around 2009, 2008, Obama era made it that if you get funded publicly, you have to make your, your research publicly accessible. But it's insane that it took that long for the institution of science, NIH, NSF, all those, to actually enforce that, right? It's a public contract. It's a, it's a social contract. We, the people, give you money. You, the institution, give us results. We all benefit. You can keep some profit for doing the work. It's a fair contract, reasonable. What the fuck happened, right? Hmm, banks. So once you have all the coffee planted, you're going to want to fertilize it often. Not right off the bat, you know. Let it grow for a couple of weeks first. Let it get its roots in there. And then what I like to do, and this is just me, I like to start with a, a phosphorus-based fertilizer. Really get the, the roots going. Phosphorus helps plant roots. Really get it going. Let them establish. They're not going to grow a lot when you're giving it this fertilizer, but I'll fertilize it once every two weeks uh, based on the gallon ratio of whatever the fertilizer I'm using says. But you're going to want to have a phosphorus based if you're doing this method. And then after maybe a month of that, I feel secure in those roots. Similar to how a blockchain takes some time to establish itself in history. The longer a blockchain has been around, the more secure it is. Just like the longer roots have been growing. The, uh, the the more stable that tree is, the more able it is to flourish once you give it nitrogen, which is the fertilizer that really lets the greenery start to shine. And the barkery, if we're going to call it that. And, and we will. <laughs> so the, the woodery. No, I like barkery. So after that first month, you know, I flush it out. Not not too much, because remember, you want to keep those um, the, the lava rock, uh, the effects of the lava rock sticking around. So don't like, flush it out like you're flushing out weed before you harvest. Not that I've ever done that. But uh, you want to run some water through the pots a couple times and then switch over to a nitrogen base. And you're going to want to do fertilizer at least once a month. And I mean at least. More the better. Follow your instruction, Follow the instructions on the pot or on the fertilizer you use in terms of the ratio. 
And if you do a strong dose, then, you know, do a strong dose and then do lots of little waters in between, let it flush out. But you can also just do a, a reasonable dose every two weeks or so, because this shit loves fertilizer. It's a rainforest plant. It's growing on the ground under the trees. It just has dead things and animals pooping on it all day. Lots of food. And it'll grow. It'll grow. Mm. So if NSF and NIH, essentially the banks of science, and blockchain, I didn't say this before, blockchain is here to replace the banks. It's a trustless economic system, a trustless currency. We don't need banks to change interest rates. We don't need banks to print currency anymore. We don't need banks to tell us who has what. We don't need banks to charge us $20 to take out $5 from the ATM or vice versa. Uh, we don't need banks to, to tell our, our local uh, 7-Eleven to say, give us 3% every time someone uses a credit card here at the store. We don't need banks to perform the service they have performed for the past 500 years. We need banks to evolve. And in their place, we'll have a trustless protocol that runs all the currency, that runs the financial system. Banks can still be around. They're going to find a new thing to do. We don't need banks to secure loans anymore. We don't need banks to tell us who is trustworthy, where money is, where data is. That's crazy. We'll get back to that because banks don't tell us where data is. That's crazy, Ringo. Anyway, um, if NF, NSF and NIH are the banks of science and blockchain is here to replace the banks, what would a scientific blockchain be here to replace? It's not going to be a Goldman Sachs. It's not going to be Bank of America. It might be NSF and NIH. But that's not to say they disappear. It's to say they evolve. They do the next thing. Think about it this way. NASA brought us to the moon, but NASA's evolving now. Now we're asking a different structure of our society to bring us to the moon and to Mars. NASA's looking into other things. And there's a little complexity there, but if you keep it real simple, that's the same thing. We're asking NSF, NIH, the tax-funded system, to evolve a little bit. Push the envelope. We can handle the foundational research. Now, the weird part is... All these open protocols, like this delicious cheese stick. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's just, I normally get like mozzarella cheese sticks, and this cheddar is just way too good. Cheddar, money. So all these protocols are run by the commons. If you don't know what that word means, it's, it's just you and your friends. That's it. And their friends and their friends, six degrees. It's not Jay Powell and the people that go to... um. Oh, all those rich meetings, rich people meetings, the elites. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of shit that gives given to the elites. Some of it is warranted. <laughs> they're not giving us microchips in uh, the vaccines, but maybe they're monopolizing the vaccine industry around the world. Maybe they're buying up all the farmland. Maybe they destroyed open source at one point. So there's something to say about elites not being great. The commons includes the elites. That's the other crazy part. You can be a billionaire and you're still part of the commons. But when you have all the people making the decisions versus just a few people who are going to try and keep things flowing smoothly for themselves, the weird part is you might still end up funding the banks, but everyone gets to decide it. It's not decided for them. You might still fund NSF and NIH, with a really open tax system with what what does our, our boy chocolate call it? Participatory budgeting. If we got to choose where to put money, how much of it would go to the military, how much of it would go to science, 
how much would it go how much of it would go to developing new structures which will help us decide where to put money making sure our system and infrastructures are secure against attacks from adversaries who might want to come in and be a fascist or 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 just take power for themselves we would get to choose how much of the science money would go to researching uh, a cure for cancer or just a better understanding fuck a cure cure would be great but just a better understanding of how this disease how this mechanism operates how much of it would go to funding space exploration which in turn helps us discover a lot how much of it would go to curing um ailments that only affect old white men right we would decide as a society so if we all decide to cure balding and erectile dysfunction well we all chose it <laughs> that's that we don't get to blame it on anyone else so that the extremists don't have a foothold they were part of the decision making process oh god there's one last bite of cheese now you're going to want to let the coffee be part of the decision making process when you decide which leaves to prune so as i was saying coffee just soaks up nutrients and sometimes it soaks up too much uh and it also soaks up toxins in the process it also produces toxins that's the system it, it operates like our body all all uh, biological uh systems it's its waste into leaves so it will yellow specific leaves and it will kill others you want to remove the dead leaves the ones it's killing and keep the yellowing leaves you want to let it finish using that leaf as a as a dump essentially before you prune it if you just keep pruning all the ones it's using as waste well it's going to keep finding the new leaf to give to waste and eventually you'll be out of leaves um don't let that happen be careful when you prune oh speaking of pruning oh blockchains can get big so how do these mechanisms work to get so big all this data that goes into them i mean just a record of transactions i don't know how many gigabytes bitcoin is does anyone know how many gigabytes bitcoin ethereum it's got to be huge at this point and that's just transactions of records of money right i said data a bank of data what does that even mean hmm. all these things are just numbers in a computer man just files in the computer zoolander had it right <laughs> really you can put make them represent anything you can have a paper a, a scientific paper put it on the blockchain it's going to make the blockchain bigger but you can do it you can put videos on the blockchain you can put accreditation on the blockchain sort of an nft we talked about those last week of um nfts would probably not work for this but who is an expert in what um the problem with uh nfts is you can transfer them you don't want to be able to transfer accreditation but you can make non-transferable tokens um and so if someone if someone graduates college instead of the diploma that they gave me on a piece of paper um that i'm gonna lose almost instantly if anyone finds it please let me know they would give me it on a ledger on a public ledger i wouldn't even need to keep it i would just point to that ledger and say it's on there somewhere go look it up lazy bastard uh that would be cool but you could do that with anything how neat would that be you could have <laughs> papers <laughs> my dog just sighed at me fuck you dog <laughs> you could have <laughs> papers uh sort of talk to each other where um you know how there are like some central entities some some websites that will say that will refer to and, and one 
You know how scientific papers refer to one another often, and sometimes there will be a centralized website, a centralized resource, like Wikipedia, for example, that will just link to the other reference. And if Wikipedia goes down, you're screwed. You're going to have to go find that paper in some other resource somewhere. Well, if it's on the ledger, the ledger doesn't disappear. You can have the papers constantly talking to each other. Every time you submit a paper, there's some algorithm. You can figure out what words are in it. You can do math to it um, uh, and, and anal analysis and put it in the right place on the ledger or ledgers. Find out which ledger it should go on and do it that way. Because it's not to say there's going to be one science coin that survives, not one Bitcoin that survives. There might be one Bitcoin that survives. But there's going to be lots of attempts to build new and cool stuff, all because it's open source software where anyone can contribute. There's these. It's like what science used to be. Anyone can go and do it, find the chemicals, you know, get the get, get whatever you want, get what you need, put stuff together, experiment, end up inventing peanut butter. I can't believe that's the example that I thought of. But what's the um, the the heat resistance um, substance that was developed in like the 70s just from kitchen um, supplies? And we lost the recipe when the guy died. Not Pyrex. It had a really cool name. Like NASA was looking into it. The the big um, image is the guy coated an egg in it and then just sprayed a shot a blowtorch at it and then cracked the egg and cooked it in a frying pan. Um, not aerogel. It's similar. Oh, this is gonna bug me. It's a huge deal. Uh, let me lost amazing inventions. Starlight. That's it. Maurice Ward. Anyway, just figure shit out and do it yourself. Go get a job at the company because you invented something cool, not because the company wants to invent something cool. Open science. Do the research. Learn the things. Learning, just like you were just learning about coffee and the deliciousness of cheddar cheese. With these ledgers, you can put educational material up there at open educational resources. You can study on the internet. Do things, get accredited, get paid, all without institutions and banks. What? That's crazy. Just blew my own mind. You're telling me I don't need Harvard to tell me I'm smart? <laughs> Weird. This has been one of the most fun firesides I have ever, <laughs> ever had. <laughs> I think I'm losing it, though. I don't have much more. <laughs> so, all this stuff still takes time. Oh, Shackle, our dear chat member here. Did my dog eat my mouse? Oh, you butthole. Anyway, Shackle here points out that uh, NIH also funds PhDs, which are not open source. Interesting. What part of the PhD do they fund? Do they, like, do they pay the PhD board, which tells someone if you've earned a PhD? The school costs, the tuition, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All that can be put into a blockchain, paid by the commons. Now, here's the crazy shit. It still takes time. It's not like you're just handing out, like, degrees to people who were just like, I, I'm i a great smart guy. Give me paper. No, it takes time. Just like coffee. Coffee will take at least three years before it flowers. You ain't just going to get coffee. And once you get that, that little flower, oh, man, you're not even close to having a bean. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Use your imagination. So all of this takes time. It takes trust in a protocol. It takes repetition and verification. Uh, it, it's the same things the institutions do, except it starts over. You know, the institution started with just a few smart guys. 
and I can say guys and mean guys because it was a few smart guys. There weren't much else. No one else really had input into how these institutions started. <laughs> a few guys from Europe. Um, and now we're just doing the same thing they did, but there's a lot more people here. There's a lot more people making input. And you know how those few smart guys just happen to be super wealthy so they could build their own universities? Um, well, not everyone here is super wealthy, but they're building their own currencies. You get to build your own currency. I don't know how else to break that down. There's no metaphor there. Currencies are the base protocol for any society. If you can create your own protocol, you can create your own society. All these secret societies are, are around because someone had currency to give them to build their secret society. Well, now anyone can build their own open society or secret. You can make a permission blockchain if you want. Um, so imagine a world where there are PhDs coming out of countries that don't have stable currencies because there's the internet on which a child learns and they might live in Brazil. They have access to the internet. They don't have access to a stable currency, but they learn, they study, they have access to science, resources, and research. So they can study further. They can go beyond the basic two plus two equals chair. They can understand methodology. They can understand theory. But they can't understand why they can't go to a university because they don't have a stable currency. But they've learned everything they need to learn. They can then build something and do something, do an experiment, a social experiment, in their society. They can do a scientific experiment with the resources they have. The network that they want to join can look over their process, their methodology, their thinking, and their network that they want to join at this point in the evolution that we're theorizing might happen is going to be gigantic. Thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of experts looking over all this stuff because they're paid to do so. That's a complicated part. They're paid from the protocol, not from a bank, not from any interested party or stakeholder. They're looking over this, this kid's work in a country where there are no universities they can go to. There is no real funding for what they've done, but they had access to information, knowledge, and experience, and they got it all. They are dubbed an expert. With that accreditation, doors have now opened for this person. They can now contribute to the larger global society or their local society. Point being, they have choice. They have agency. They can do something. They can contribute. Imagine that world. Instead of trying to force our rich-ass society's values down other societies' throats, whom maybe they want it, maybe they don't, we let them build their own. We enable them to build their own by building the tools that they can use to build their own stable currencies, access stable and reliable education, find people of um, expertise that they want to have, and be vetted by those experts. Not by Harvard. Harvard can stick around. They can do what they do. Whatever. They can be like the whitelisting committee. They can have opinions about shit. Awesome. Uh, and But they get to do stuff. The world, I think, would be a better place. The world would be a better place just as the world would be a better place if everyone grew your own coffee so that you're not relying on places where coffee can't grow anymore to grow your coffee. You know, buy the free-range local coffee. I don't know how, how that all works. Or grow your own. You know, get 10,000 beans for a cup of coffee. Same concept. Democratize 
everything. <laughs> yes, free range coffee. <laughs> <sighs> there are a couple other points I may have missed. What's up, dog? Hi. But really, I've hit the big ones. This stuff, don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of growing your own coffee. It's easy. I just told you how to do it. That's seriously all there is to it. Lava rocks, patience, fertilizer. Oh, you don't want to put it in direct sunlight. Do not put the coffee in direct sunlight. Rainforest plant grows on the bottom where there's lots of good bits to feed off of. Does not do well in direct sunlight. Likes indirect sunlight. Similar to emerging networks. That said, folks, we'll join you. I'll I'll join you because I'll be here hosting it. Uh, but I hope you join me <laughs> next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Gridcoin Discord server as we get closer to launching our next season where we'll really dive into a lot of the concepts that might have been introduced through Metaphor here. We'll dive in in a more technical, nerdy way, a less poetical way, maybe with a serious tone of voice instead of like this weird inflection thing that I keep doing that sounds like I'm reading a, ch a kid's book and also being a pompous ass. But it'll be fun nonetheless. So <laughs> join us next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Gridcoin Discord server. Till then, happy crunching. See you at the Boink Radio. It's my NPR voice. Hey, you nailed it. <laughs>